section thirty eight of violet osborne this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox violet osborne by lady emily ponsonby volume three chapter ten she said brokenly that she knew it she had failed in sweet humility had failed in all the princess it was not long before violet was convinced that in forwarding a removal from holywell she would not be opposing her father's private wishes mr osborne was not old but he was beginning to lose his activity and some touches of rheumatism made the state of the weather a matter of importance to him under these circumstances his mind reverted to old friends and he was far from reluctant to think of a return to that life of london in which he had passed the chief part of his days and for which from custom and habit as well as natural taste he felt himself to be most fit with mrs osborne it was otherwise but violet knew her mother well enough to be aware that to her the yielding of her wishes was a greater happiness than their gratification would be and this not as a form of speech but in very truth before however she had allowed herself to dwell on the thought of a change a circumstance occurred that again altered her decision one morning on going to the school to assist amy white in hearing her classes she found the school dismissed and amy alone am i late she said looking at her watch or is it a holiday amy blushed when she replied that it was not by rights a holiday but she was busy and she had sent the children home you are not ill are you amy no miss osborne but i have something to tell you i was going to you to tell you this morning do you know that i am going to give up the school oh amy i am so glad violet said heartily i hope you have got something that suits you better when was this settled only yesterday i was going this very moment to tell you no one knows it as yet and where are you going amy blushed again at present only to b naming the little town i am going there this afternoon to look for lodgings so soon oh amy violet added smilingly i think i see how it is i think i guess what has caused the change you are going to be married amy blushed more violently but made a sort of acquiescence i am so glad violet continued in a hearty eager way fearing lest amy remembering an old conversation dreaded a new interference and i wish you so much happiness may i ask who the person is but amy looked down and was silent dear amy you cannot think how often i have been afraid that i once made you unhappy by my advice do not fear me now i am sure you are a better judge of what will make you happy than i can be oh no miss osborne i am so thankful to you for your advice for that advice especially do not repent of it i don't unless you do well will you not tell me no answer i won't ask you any more violet said feeling a little hurt but conquering the feeling you will tell me i am sure when it is all settled meanwhile i am very glad dear amy that happier prospects are opening for you may i go in and see your mother oh yes miss osborne and pray do not think me ungrateful and tears came into amy's eyes violet was surprised at her manner but after some more kind speeches went into the neat little kitchen where mrs white was as usual seated by the fire 
with her accustomed kindness she begged her not to get up and sat down beside her this is great news that amy has been telling me mrs white what has amy told you mrs white asked and a shade of pink tinged her faded cheeks she has not told me much but quite enough for me to call it great news that you are going to leave this place and that there is she does not deny it a marriage in prospect i wish you joy of both things mrs white for i know you will not much regret the parting from holywell i have no quarrel with holywell miss osborne mrs white said peevishly few people who had been used to better things would have thought it a boon to live in a kitchen perhaps not i hope you will never have to do it again i think not and she smiled grimly amy is very close she will not tell me anything about these prospects or this intended husband why is it to be a secret from me perhaps she thinks you will be jealous violet colored at the insolent freedom and with difficulty restrained a sharp answer but she had long resolved that mrs white should not provoke her and she only carelessly replied that is not likely well i will not detain you if you are busy but you must remember she added with all her usual sweetness of manner that i am an old friend and if there is anything i can do to help you in your removing i shall be only happy to do it thank you miss osborne i believe you have tried to do what you could for us but it has been a weary time and i am in hopes we have found more able friends at last violet's heart swelled at the thanklessness of one for whom she had indeed tried to do all she could but she said no more and left the room amy was standing outside and tears were still in her eyes you must not mind my mother she said earnestly she has been awake all night with rheumatism in her bones and it makes her speak what she does not mean thank you amy violet said smiling and holding out her hand whoever has done it i am sure i am thankful to him for taking you and your mother out of a situation for which you are not fit i hope all bad days are past and all good ones are to come as she crossed the garden on her departure sir william hamilton approached from the road and they both reached the gate together he had been walking in his stiff way with his eyes seeing only the ground but he then looked up and looked even more shy than usual there is no school violet said miss white has dismissed the children oh indeed he replied with embarrassment is ida coming is she in the village no ida is at home to-day i am i am on business here then i won't detain you good-bye and violet hurried on for a few steps she hurried and then walked slowly and began to think of the disappointments of her life amy lionel ida she thought of all the bright visions of a few years back of the happiness it seemed to be her work to bring on all around and she sighed as she walked holywell had certainly lost and was losing its charms there was little to be done but the old routine which ida was as well able to attend to as she was and with the restlessness common to disappointed yet not hopeless affections she pictured another sphere and new scenes where a field of labor might open sufficient to give ease to her uneasy heart more languidly than usual and wrapped in a brown study she walked till she heard her name called from behind her and saw mr pope she had not walked fast but he was portly and 
in his efforts to overtake her was breathless she waited till he reached her and then said what a fine day mr pope a greeting that was always music to his ears for the fine days of holywell were his own creation in imagination at least glorious harvest weather he said stroking his chest we have much in this locality to be thankful for well miss osborne we come from our duties you from your instructions and i from my study my duty has been small to-day miss white had dismissed the children i was aware of the fact i saw the children from my study window and questioned them as to what they did at that unseasonable hour nothing you perceive escapes my eyes in fact miss osborne it was of this of some singular suspicions that have crossed my mind that i came to speak to you i speak in confidence he looked around and about and then drawing nearer and lowering his voice asked has it ever struck you that sir william hamilton is i scarcely know how to word the question suppose we say more attentive than is becoming to miss white violet started no she said i never observed anything you are aware that he is at this moment at the school yes he said he was on business ahem ahem it is hardly befitting my position miss osborne to dwell upon suspicious appearances to a young lady of your age but miss white is more or less under your protection and i confess that feeling perplexed how to act i was anxious to know what steps you would think it right for me to take do you know that miss white is going to leave the school violet asked to leave the school astonishing she told me the fact this morning i should not repeat it but that it may help you in coming to a decision perhaps it will be better to wait for a day or two and see how things turn out she will be sure to go to you this evening if her plans are sufficiently formed to leave the school astonishing i feel myself utterly perplexed pray miss osborne how do you account for this singular and sudden resolution i fancy she is going to be married but as she did not in plain words tell me so i would rather not have my guests mentioned married it is impossible yet it is certainly singular i trust miss osborne we shall have no scandals in this locality i am sure i trust not if you do not hear from miss white to-day do you like me to speak to her to-morrow i am not afraid of her doing anything wrong but i do not think she is very wise and if there is anything in her ways that you disapprove i think it would be kind to point it out it might be less painful from me than from you it may perhaps be well to tell you the truth miss osborne though my eyes are wide open and few things escape them yet this did escape me suspicions regarding any of my flock who are thank god superior in conduct to the generality of men is not a feature of my mind but yesterday a person in whom i have some confidence breathed a word in my ear which made me at once awake and alive and the events of this morning the dismissal of the children and the visit of sir william were as you may believe confirmation strong as proofs of holy writ still appearances are deceitful things sir william has shown as i know from miss hamilton much interest in miss white's circumstances perhaps he is only helping her to some better situation 
will it not be better to wait for a day or two before you do anything mr pope consented to a delay and violet returned home but though to him she had suggested other possibilities in her own mind the case was clear sir william intended to marry amy white amy white was to be ida's stepmother when she recalled amy's intense blushes and mrs white's words she felt there was no room for doubt and is this too my fault mamma she said as she poured out of a full heart all her fears and suspicions if this should prove to be the case will it be laid at my door is it because i have foolishly petted her and advised her wrongly no dearest you have nothing to do with it how could you have you must not be morbid darling in your self-condemnation certainly we do not always know what will be the end of the words we speak or the advice we give but god is too merciful to lay such results to our charge why dear a man would never dare to speak at all if he had to consider in such a degree the consequences of his words let us try to speak good words the very best we can and then leave results to god mrs osborne's advice to violet was needful for she who once in her cheerful confidence had almost felt she could do no wrong now saddened and depressed was haunted with the nightmare of her past errors negligences ignorances short-sightedness and human infirmities of all kinds it was probably a needful but it was a severe discipline when once a suspicion has been breathed even when there are no evil tongues to set it afloat and of course there could be no evil tongues in a paradise like holywell it somehow is shortly set afloat before another day had passed the attentions more than befitting of sir william hamilton to miss white were openly talked of and mr pope thought there was no time to be lost if he was to prevent the occurrence of scandals in his parish he decided on going straight to sir william a decision remarkably unpleasant and unquestionably an offering on the altar of his duty sir william looked extremely put out after a short consideration however he replied it was my wish to have postponed a declaration of my intentions until i had removed miss white from her present position but since my neighbors insist on receiving immediate information regarding my private affairs i confess it certainly is my intention to make her my wife and what mr pope he asked more boldly than usual have you got to say against it only this sir william replied mr pope as boldly that i think such marriages unwise miss white is undoubtedly a lady by birth and possibly her education may have been sufficiently cultivated to make her a fit associate for your daughter but i think her position here ought to have secured her against such notice and such attentions on your part excuse me for speaking my mind sir william coloured and looked distressed for a moment but resuming his stiffness replied i have said it was my wish to alter her position before i made my intention known since however my intentions have been thwarted i empower you to announce the marriage to-morrow morning you must give me a few hours to break the news to my daughter having so said he bowed and withdrew wrote a few lines to ida ordered a trunk to be packed and a servant to be in readiness and took his departure from boscombe before ida's return from her drive 
a day afterwards mrs white and amy removed to b and thence to lytton where it was heard that sir william followed them to prosecute his courtship to prosecute his courtship at leisure on the evening of that day violet received a note from ida my dearest violet do you know this wonderful news papa has gone but he has left me a note a very kind note to tell me of it is it for his happiness if it is i will try and be glad will you come and see me to-morrow i long for you to tell me what you think ever yours affectionately ida hamilton we must not leave holywell papa violet said as she put the note into his hands poor ida she will want help and comfort you are right darling for this year at least we must make up our minds to be still and stationary there was a momentary choking sensation in violet's throat the vague hope of change had for these past weeks grappled with the depression of disappointment but she was a true friend and had the hope that lured her thoughts away been a definite instead of an elusive one she would still have put it aside for ida's sake End of Volume 3, Chapter 10